Hi, I'm Andrew Bucklow. And I'm Bronte Coy. And this is the latest from the newsroom. It's Wednesday the 12th of February. Well, the coronavirus has a new name. Mm. The World Health Organization has rebranded the virus, wait for it, COVID-19, catchy. Okay. A spokesman said the CO stood for corona while the VI was for virus and the D for disease. The number 19 was for the year that the outbreak was first identified, which was back on December 31st, 2019. The name was carefully chosen to avoid any reference to specific geographical locations, animal species or groups of people. The virus has now killed more than 1,000 people, infected over 42,000 and reached some 25 countries. Back home and in New South Wales, Osgrid has asked the state government to back a request for the army to help clear debris from weekend storms as close to 50,000 properties remain without power. Energy Minister Matt Keane last night said he fully supported the power company in its bid for help from the Australian Defence Force and said he would fast-track the process. The scale of the debris clean-up with huge trees and power lines down is hampering Osgrid in the reconnection work, even with an additional 200 electrical technicians called in from interstate. Sydney's north and the central coast were being urged to prepare for power not to be restored until this weekend as crews work on snap trees and poles which have extremely damaged the network. To the US now, and the Democratic candidates for president are battling it out in New Hampshire today. Bernie Sanders is the favourite to win the vote. Results from the first Democratic contest last week in Iowa were held up by those terrible technical glitches. And the aim of these primaries and caucuses is basically to win as many delegates as possible across all the states in order to be confirmed as the Democratic candidate of the party to take on Donald Trump in the race for the White House. Yeah, he's hoping this one goes better than Iowa. Anyway, we'll take a break. Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, Bucky, you're a huge Seinfeld fan. I am. You will love this. <laughs> Jason Alexander has given Seinfeld fans a glimpse behind the scenes of one of George Costanza's most iconic moments. Remember this? The sea was angry that day, my friends. <laughs> like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli. I got about 50 feet out and suddenly the great beast appeared before me. As if sensing my presence, he let out a great bellow. I said, easy, big fella. <laughs> That is one of the best scenes. Seriously, in Seinfeld history, that would be top five. It's from an episode called Marine Biologist. And yesterday, Jason Alexander was chatting to Triple M's Kennedy Malloy about that scene. And he revealed that it was actually a last minute inclusion. Have a listen. Up until the day of, there was a different ending and it wasn't that. And uh, we, did the, we did the scene as written and then they had a little powwow and Jerry, uh, Larry came over to me and said, uh, how quickly can you learn a monologue? <laughs> I said, how, how long a monologue? He said, I don't know, about a page. I went, three minutes, four minutes. Wow. And he wrote this thing, and it was brilliant. So uh, we, we ran it once for the cameras, mm. but the audience couldn't see it. And then they pulled the curtain away, and we did it one time for the audience, and that's the take that's wow. in the show. And Hollywood producer John Peters has claimed that his 12-day marriage to Pamela Anderson broke down, shocking, after he paid off some of the broke actress's debts, adding... There's no fool like an old fool. Yeah, he claimed that Pam had almost $300,000 in bills and no way to pay them, so he did, and then she dumped him. Oh, shocker. Hmm. That's it from the newsroom this morning. (laughs) We'll catch up with you again this afternoon. 
Are you ready to get an inside look at crime from someone who has investigated some of Australia's worst crimes? It was like Aladdin's cave. The luminol found bloodied footprints and bloodied handprints on a wall. So it's yeah. just like a horror movie. Former homicide detective Gary Jubilant sits down with cops, crims, addicts, victims, small-time cheats, and big-town lawyers as they tell their incredible stories. My house got raided. Next thing you know, I got bail refused. Next thing you know, I'm on a truck yeah. to Parkley Prison. Listen to I Catch Killers early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.